0: Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity and this is another episode of Getting to Clarity, the podcast that helps busy women leaders create more success in their leadership with less sacrifice in their life. And I'm really excited. My guest today is Cami Ghibertini, uh, a friend of mine from Tampa, Florida, woman in banking, powerhouse in the community. And welcome, Cami. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Good morning. Well, uh, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And I have to let you know that Cammie is one of the people who got me on this track. She said, you know, Debbie, I really think that what you have would be well served on a podcast. If you haven't considered that, you should. And I thought, hmm, okay, well, I'm going to look into that. And here we are. And Cammie with me. So this is only so appropriate. Let me give you a little bit of information about Cammie so you get to know her better. And uh, so, Cammy, as I said, is a woman in banking. She has 30 years in the retail banking experience in the Tampa Bay market. Uh, She is currently Vice President uh, Business Center Manager at Hancock Whitney Bank, Uh, and so she does a lot with overseeing sales and service activities in the Tampa retail branches in the Tampa Bay area. She is also the founder of the Women Entrepreneurs, which was later renamed Women in Business Program at Valley National Bank. And that is when I met Cammy. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is who she is. This is what she is about. I am taking my banking and I am bringing it to her. <laughs> and, and so uh, she just has that much charm and influence and just really stands behind women supporting other women, women empowering other women. And I felt that vibe right away and and had to be connected with her. She is also on the board of directors of the Girl Scouts for West Central Florida, and she participates in a mentoring program for Metropolitan Ministries, which is um, a mentor in residence program for women. And she is a supporter of women in business and believes in encouraging and empowering women to make the world a better place. And she demonstrates that in every single thing she does. So, Cami, welcome.
1: Thank you, Debbie. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you today, and I'm just so proud of your journey and all that you do, and just how I've seen you grow, um, supporting women and helping them helping them achieve their personal and professional successes along the way. It's just been great to watch you blossom, and I'm so proud of you for doing this podcast. So thank you for having me. <laughs> oh my goodness, it is my pleasure, and thank you so much for those
0: kind words. And I, I'd love to. Um, give the audience a little more opportunity to learn about you because you've had a very interesting career in banking. So, you know, you have um, gone to the ABA Stonier Graduate School of Banking at um, the University of Pennsylvania uh, at the Wharton Business School. And so, you know, pursued that. It's a very prestigious um, accomplishment on your behalf. Um, You are very busy in the community. Uh, You know, we see you all over the place. And, I'd love for you to share just a little bit of your background of how it is that you got to where you are today.
1: Yes, okay, thank you. Um, so, you know, banking for me, I mean, I started a banking career right out of school. So I was 18 years old. Um, I wanted to become, I wanted to work, I wanted to be a banker. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, I look back now, and especially as i talk to young women today, you know, nobody, I never hear anybody say, oh, I want to be a banker. Um, or you kind of fell into this career, but I I knew, um, I knew because I used to go to the bank with my parents and I just thought it was just a, you know, a great job. And so anyways, um, I stayed in the banking community and I really was able to, um, you know, grow and learn. And I was always very fortunate to have, um, you know, women and men, um, you know, really look to help give me, um, you know, the, the next level experience. And so I've had a lot of time and training and mentoring in my career from my senior bankers along the way. And so I give them a lot of credit in my journey. Um, but I think, I, I think for me, I just, I just stayed in it. So, you know, I started as a teller um, and, you know, and then you, you know, you just aspire to each level. And so in banking, there's a typical track that you, you take and from a career pathing perspective. And so I just, you know, I would, every couple of years I would get promoted to the next level and I get promoted to next level and then I you know join the management ranks and then you have opportunities to go to these banking schools and typically these banking schools are for your you know your best and your brightest um you know they're three-year commitments you go up to school for either a week or two weeks on campus um you know you're in classes all day um you know you're grown up you've you know family at home you know you're 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 back to school um and so I've done four banking schools in my my 30 years of banking um career and University of Pennsylvania um, Stonier was was like the mecca um, of a certification in banking that you would want to have, and so I was very proud to be able to be um, sponsored by by the my bank at the time to go ahead and, and send me up there for two weeks a year. Um, it was daunting. It was hard. Um, I, I had imposter syndrome uh, most of the time. I was at school to be frank, um, but you know I just stayed with it, and so you just have to you know dig deep. But um, yeah, so banking is all I've ever done. So, so let, let me ask you, cause that was
0: really important. What you said is that, you know, you, you, you're, you're grown up. And so you go up there and you immerse yourself in this program and it's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. You're in classes all day and you got a family at home. And so that really, you know, that touches on a subject about, all right, you're trying to create more success for yourself in your, in your career and, you know, aspiring to new levels and knowing that this is one of the things that it's going to take and there's going to be a sacrifice. You know, you're going to be away from your family. There's school activities and things like that. So, uh, you know, how was that and how did you deal with that? Because that's the crux of it. Is that there will be sacrifices, but how do you choose what it is that you do I, and understand and educate? Yeah,
1: I think yeah, I mean I think I think women have to make tough choices like that all the time when they have family and they work in a leadership position in their companies. And, um, I can tell you, I, I'd like to tell you, you know, it was just perfect and, you know, it all worked out. Um, you know, uh, this one particular, um, year I went, I was at university of Wisconsin and, um, I missed my daughter's birthday three years in a row. <laughs> like I wasn't physically with her, um, you know, three years in a row, cause it was during the summer and it was always the last week of July, which is her birthday. And, you know, I can remember each year I would try and do something to wear, and this is before we had FaceTime, you know, I'm dating myself and, you know, so I, couldn't even FaceTime her to wish her a happy birthday. I just had to, you know, call her and, you know, during my breaks and, you know, my husband always took the day off from work that day and spent the day with her. at, you know, a park. Um, you know, they they go to, you know, Venture Island or they go do something fun. But I mean, I wasn't there for for three of her birthdays. And and she she reminds me, you know, at times, um, she's an adult now, but you know, it comes up every now and then that I miss that. And I think that you know you have to you know, make sort of, you know, you, you kind of have to reconcile with yourself as a mother and as a, you know, a professional and as a leader on what is, you know, what what are you able to sort of sort of live with, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I needed this level of education to fulfill what I wanted and what success meant to me. And I, and I think that, you know, we're still coming out, and I'm hoping that women, as we continue, you know, um, you know, generations ahead, to to not feel like you have to choose. It doesn't have to be a, a win lose situation. It could still be a win win. What I look at is, I thought, well, she gets to spend a day with her dad and her brother, you know, and and they get to go do fun. I mean, I didn't ride roller coasters, so then when they would hit the parks, they would, you know, it would be all in. Um, you don't have to worry about mom, you know, holding back the, you know, because I didn't ride. And so I just kind of, in my mind, I kind of reframed it and. And still thought, hey, I wasn't there, but hey, she had a great day. I mean, she had a she had a really fun day with her dad. And so, you know, you sometimes have to reframe it on, you know, so that you can sort of, you know, um, feel comfortable with the choices that you make. But I don't think it needs to be a win lose and move
0: forward. When you reframe it that way, it's got a positive outcome, and you move forward instead yes. of focusing on it that it was, you know, a mistake or or in ruminating on it
1: and keeping yourself there. Yeah, you can't. You can't say I'm a bad mom because I wasn't there. No, I'm, you know, I was, I was a good mom. She was safe. She was cared for. She was, you know, well-treated. And so I think that, you know, um, sometimes when you're in, when you're growing your career, you're making tough choices like that, but you have to understand again, what is it that you're willing to, um, you know, sacrifice and, and your why. And so my why was I knew I wanted to be, you know, an executive in the bank. I, I knew that early on. And so every decision I made was, you know getting closer to that and again there were things along the way there were there were school events I couldn't make there were there were times I couldn't pick up on time um, there were times I couldn't you know per, you know do the things that that typical moms would maybe do because I you know I was you know I was doing other you know I was in the bank and you know you just sort of have to number one if you can't to your best ability to your best ability is have a good support system very fortunate i have a very supportive husband and so you know he was there my mom is local to us so i'm able to use help my mom is able to help us so you know if you have those resources you know use them you know and ask for help you know i think a lot of times women we think we have to do it by ourselves and you know there's so many people out there that want to help i mean i have friends that would help me if i called and said hey you know i I need something and you know enlist their help people want to do that you know and you know when you do that it's going to open it up for your friends. and and colleagues to ask you for help sometimes because we just, we're going to do more together than we will buy ourselves. Yeah.
0: So let me ask you, um, what does success mean to you? What is your version of success?
1: You know, if you would have asked me that, you know, five years ago, Debbie, I probably would have had a completely different answer than I do today. You know, I've I've definitely had um, lots of, lots of changes, but success to me today is it's, it's, true fulfillment in, in, in who I am, um, what makes me happy? Um, you know, I'm a recovering people pleaser, you know, I, I don't do things for other people anymore. I'm, I'm very mindful of, of, you know, where I put my energy and where I get it from. I'm very protective of that. Um, but success for me is not in a title. It's not in a salary grade. Um, it's not in a position. Um, it's really in, you know, how I'm, you know, again, it's, it's God. it's hard to explain, but I I think it's just really fulfillment. And, you know, what I, like, I feel like I'm making a positive difference, right? So, you know, um, as a leader in the bank every day, you know, I really, you know, at the end of the day, I go home and, you know, if I serve my clients well, you know, if I, if if I feel like I've served my teams well, um, you know, I, I, I was able to get on my Peloton in the morning, Um, You know, things like that, that's success to me. I mean, it doesn't have to be this great grand thing that, oh my God, I have to achieve this and then I'll be successful. I mean, success can look very different day to day and I'm okay with that. It's more fluid than it used to be. It used to be, I have to be this title at this income by this time or all bets are off. And I think that, you know, and as you get older I think you start to realize you can't sweat the small stuff and, you know, success is a daily journey. And you know, I don't want to get so caught up in the destination that I that I forget that I'm on it every day. And so it's it's every day. Um, you know, how do I look at life? How do I set my mindset mindset every morning? I try and do that very intentionally. What kind of day am I gonna have? You know, and some days don't work out that way. And you know, okay, I let it go and I try again the next day. You know, and it's um, interesting what you yeah. said
0: because you said that um, if you would have asked me this five years ago, I don't know if my answer would have been the same. And would you agree that success and our our definition of it tends to change throughout our life, depending on where we're at?
1: Yeah, I think success is somewhat situational, um, and what again, you know, is success just a professional goal, or can success be you know personal? Um, yeah, I, I, I used to be very tunnel vision. I, I thought success was in my professional career, and you know, I thought that what I what I did was who I was. And, and the the problem is, is that when you have a change in that, in your professional career, um, it can change, you know, if you're not really rooted in who you are personally, it can really change you. And sometimes negatively, um, sometimes very positively, which I think in my case, it really did allow me to kind of, you know, unpack some things and, you know, you have to go through that journey of self-discovery and understand, okay, what is my worth and value? Um, and, and, it's, it's not, it's not just on one side. I think that's one side of the equation, but, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm i I'm a tribe member to a wonderful tribe of women. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a board member, but yeah, I'm a banker too. So, I mean, I've got a lot of different titles in my day, you know, and, you know, and there's, there's areas in my life where I'm super successful all the time. And there's areas where I need to continue to work on success each day. Okay. So, you know, I try not to define it so def- you know, so, um, so much in a box that if something changes, then it throws me off my game. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that. I did that, you know, for, for many years, you know, probably through my thirties and forties, um, I was very much, you know, balls to the wall, excuse my French on (laughs) what success was in my career and, you know, um, very A-type, very driven. Um, and, you know, I, I think it was good. I think it worked for me. I think it got me to where I was but that you the know, the fall a lot harder, you know, um, it,
0: so yeah, it does. And it, it's, um, you know, when you talked about meaning and you talked about, um, success really tapping into who you are, uh, I think that you know, that's where a, a lot of the listeners either are or get to in that, um, they are pursuing it hard, you know, it is about the work and yet, uh, we're one person. You know, we have a personal life, we have a professional life, but we're one person, and you have to pay attention to both sides of the equation. Otherwise, things get bad quickly. <laughs> and yeah. and you know, just having that opportunity to show up as as your highest and best self. And I think that there are people out there who don't know what that is for them, that they are yeah. trying to be someone that they're not to get to where they think they want to go. And it was interesting, I. Uh, I can't remember where I heard this and I can't attribute it, but uh, a, a while ago, a couple of months ago, it was talking about in life, we start focusing early on on what it is that we wanna do when we grow up so that we can have the things that we wanna have, You know, the house, the jewelry, the car, the trips, the whatever. Um, but then at some point we, we come looking for meaning. It's kind of like, okay, who am I and what brings me joy? And that gets into the who we're meant to be. So we kind of go do have be. But if you can get to the point where you're really clear on who am I? Who am I meant to be? Who am I being? You know, who do I want to be? Then the what it is that you're supposed to do, how it is that you're supposed to do it, what is it it all becomes so much easier. So kind of inverting that. And I would be really curious You know you said there are some areas of life that you've just got it going on you know you got your handle around that and there's others that you know we all have work to do right what area of life are you solid in and what tips could you give to the listeners about bridging career and that particular area of life what allows you to be successful with those two
1: okay um, I feel like, you know, the one thing that I that I do for myself very, very well is my self-care. I don't feel like it, that's a selfish thing. I mean, I tell people, I can't give you what I don't have. So I have to take care of myself. And so, you know, that's something that I protect at at all costs. Um, I don't, you know, again, I, 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 I tend not to be around negative people, negative energy. Number one, I think I irritate them. Um, and so, you know, it's it's really... You know, because they're like, wow, are you always like this? And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Um, and so, you know, I always try and find, you know, the positive side. But, anyways, self care is important to me. So, preserving that time on my schedule. You know, I have a lot of women that tell me, you know, I just don't have time to go, you know, work out. And I'm like, you don't have time not to, in my opinion. You don't have that time not to. Your body is going to be with you your whole life. And, you know, it's all fun and games until you get to that age where, you know, again, you, you start to lose things and you start to experience that. And so, you know, um, for me, so I, how do you I make it like, fit in?
0: How do you um, make I it schedule fit in? it. I'm very, I schedule
1: okay. it. I, I, I get up in the morning and that's one of the first things I do is like, okay. Or I, you know, I'm able to look ahead. Um, it, it's been a part of my, my life, my whole life. And so, um, so it's not hard for me. It's not a, you know, it's, it's, it's become a routine. It's very, um, I can remember, you know, when my kids were little and, and, you know, I would have to go out and, and either go to the gym or maybe it was like, go for a walk at, at the time. Um, I remember, you know, when they were little, we couldn't afford to go, had gym memberships. And so I'd have to go for a walk in my neighborhood to go for a run. And, um, you know, my kids would be like, mommy, I want to go. And I'm like, no, 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 you're going to stay with your dad. You know, I, I need mean, you know, sometimes it's 30 minutes, you know, sometimes I could only do 15 minutes. Um, sometimes I could do an hour. And so, but the whole thing is, is you, ha- it has to be something that you, that you protect and that you, that you, in- that you're intentional about and that you really say that, you know what, of, of 24 hours, you mean to tell me for in 24 hours, I can't take one hour to give my body what it needs to be able to sustain me long term um, in this life. I mean, I, I want to live until I'm, you know, well into my 80s, right? I want to be, and so I have to be healthy for that. And so my body has to be, you know, trained for that. And honestly, I can f- tell you that my fitness has, has really helped me deal with some of the, the stresses of my job from, from a stress stand- standpoint. It, you know, I, I would go out and run because it, I would say, get my demons out. I could, mm-hmm. it gives me thought clarity. I could really think through things. I, I had some of my best, um, you know, ideas on my, when I was spinning. my bike, And so I feel like, you know, that for me, like I got that. So, you know, what I would tell, I tell people who say, you know, I just don't have time to work out or maybe they have little ones and they don't know. And, you know, there are times that I used to take them with me. I I put them in their stroller and we're going to go for a walk and, you know, um, you know, they have to understand that it's important. And, you know, you just, again, you schedule it, you're intentional, you make a promise to yourself, you do what you say you're going to do, because you want to build trust to yourself that you do what you say. Mm. And if you can't, if you can't commit to yourself and do the things that you for yourself, how can you do that for other people? You know, and so I think a lot of that, I think women are, we're so, we're so good at prioritizing other people's needs and wants over ourselves. And it includes our kids and our husbands and our, our partners and, I just think that, you know, we do a disservice to ourselves. Um, and, and as you, you know, when you're in your 30s and your 40s, you may not feel it, but I can tell you as you get into your 50s, um, mm-hmm. the neglect that you've, that you've done over the, the years, it's is harder to correct. Um, it's harder to change, you know, it, what is it, um, behaviors, right? Yeah. It takes, what do they say, 21 days to make a habit. Um, it's harder, you know, to make It catches those, up with those, you. It catches up with you, so- yeah you know, I, you know, I was very fortunate. I, it's, it's just, I think, I feel like it's a part of my DNA. I don't know where I got it. My mom doesn't do a thing. So, you know, I don't know really where it is. She tells me I'm weird about it, but that that's the one area where I feel like I got it. I
0: I think that there is great wisdom in there for anyone listening. And, and, you know, one of the exercises that I do with my audience and my clients is to really compare, you know, when you consider all the areas of life, if you put them in order, what's most important to what is least important, knowing that they're all important and then create another list and uh, rank it by how you spend your time. It can be illuminating. And, you know, career usually is where you spend most of your time. I mean, you know, we work for a reason. We're generating wealth. We've got bills to pay, kids to send to college and everything like that. But how can you build strategies between um, career in the areas that are most important to you? And, and you know, what you said there about, you know, scheduling it. And I loved how the reframe was that, you mean in 24 hours, I can't take one hour for myself. I can't take 30 minutes for myself. You know, that just, that really puts it in, in perspective. So I love what you shared. And I'd be curious when it comes to what it is that you protect at all costs. So I would think that, you know, self-care is in there. Is there anything else that goes into that category when it comes to career and what career is allowed to impact? Because it's a choice a lot of times. What else do you protect? Right.
1: Um, for me, you know, I really do protect, you know, my mantra is sort of, you know, well, not sort of, it is, um, you teach people how to treat you. And so I think that that is, again, I, I will not tolerate um, any sort of disrespect or, or, or what I perceive is. And I'm, I'm very, you know, again, I think it's just an integrity thing. Um, I, I, you know, I, I stand up for myself, but in a way that's assertive and not aggressive. Um, you know, and I think that that's important. I think, you know, And give me your definition between
0: the two, assertive and aggressive.
1: I think assertive is when you can say it respectfully, when you can say it um, without being attacking, you know, without, you know, being at all um, defaming or, you know, ugly, as my mom would call it, don't be ugly. Um, I I think that's being assertive is being able to, you know, say what you think, being mindful of your filter and your audience. Um, but again, not being ugly or, or attacking of anyone, but standing up for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, having those crucial conversations, you know, cause I, you know, I, I'm a big one to say, you got to care enough to confront. If I care enough about you, I will, I will confront you with information or, or feedback. Um, again, that, that I think, you know, w- would help. Um, and, and especially as it relates to me, you know, I, I've worked for bosses that have been really tough. Um, and I think that a lot of times, you know, we, we will ex- accept treatment of, from others, especially in a superior position that takes away. And I think that there, you know, there comes a time where you just say no more, you know, and, and, yeah. I, and I, had that situation where I just decided, you know what, that's not going to work for me. And, you know, and it's okay to, to, you know, to exit a situation if you feel like it's not good, but, um, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. You teach people how to treat you. Uh, and even yourself, yes. you teach yes. yourself the same thing. You teach yourself, you know, don't have self attacks or, you know, say things, you know, to ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're all probably guilty of it. You know um, you know, I, I, you know, I was watching just a side note, I was watching, you know, dancing with the stars. It's one of my guilty pleasures. And uh, it has one of my favorite Peloton instructors on it this season. And so that's why it kind of pulled me back in. And anyways, it was very interesting, Debbie, that I watched probably four or five of the dancers, these women dancers, whether they were the professional or they were the stars, talk about after the performance. And they were amazing. They were all amazing. Like, I don't even think I could ever do it, right? I'd like to try. i be hospitalized. They, yeah. <laughs> But they all, when, 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 when they were talking to them, they all talked about the fact that they were really vulnerable and saying that they didn't, that they're really hard on themselves and they're, they they do not feel like they're good enough. And they, you know, they're, they're just, they, you know, they just were so disappointed with, with, you know, the, the, the level of their perfectionism has not allowed them to enjoy the journey because it's, you know, they, they thought they could have done better. And I thought, Godly, you know, if they hear these women are that are on, you know, that are out there and that we're looking up to, right. And they got picked to be on this great show. Um, and they're doubting there's, you know, like kind of like put in perspective and it, and it was just yeah. weird because I thought, is it a theme night? Is, I mean, it was just this past week. I mean, like, is it a theme night? Why are all these women talking about imposter syndrome and they don't feel good enough. And then their, their perfectionism is robbing them and that they, they're feeling so vulnerable and they don't you know, and I thought, wow, okay, what's going on? Like what's happening, you know, because I'm hearing this a lot from, yeah. you know, the women I interact with, you know, and I, it's just been, it's been an interesting thing. So I think a lot of women have this stuff happening. So we just have to be really protective of, of our own thoughts because, yes. you know, our thoughts drive our feelings and drive our actions. And so we just, I think we need to really, yeah. to the best of our ability, reframe things so that it's not so negative. We need to give ourselves a break. Yeah. Grace, um, grace, <laughs> yeah. it's it's grace, One of the things. on twenty four seven, we're okay. Give yourself some grace. Grace and grace, baby. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the things that I
0: do for myself every morning is, um, you know, I, I come down here into my office and uh, I, I do some meditative time, and it's kind of whatever's pulling at me. It may be journaling, it may be just you know staring at the wall, letting my thoughts go where they go. And a lot of times, I'm on Insight Timer, and I really love that app. And there's a woman on there, her name is Sarah Blondin, and she's got the most amazing voice. If you haven't heard of her, go check her out. And she was talking about, um, you know, permission and and tapping into joy. And and I think that sometimes we can hustle and and just strive and drive and we push and we force and we forget about what makes us happy. And in this particular meditation, and the reason that I bring it up is that uh, she started with a story about a woman who was um, profoundly sad and she went to an old wise man and, and said, you know, old wise one that, you know, my life just feels so heavy and, you know, all of this is going on in the, in the planet and, and, you know, in the, in the world. And, you know, and my son is, it was just all of her woes. She just emptied out and poured out all of her woes to the, to the wise old man. And he looked at her and he said, you know, dear one, but what brings you joy? And, you know, there's a message in there for us. What brings yeah, us yeah. joy? So I love yeah. that you shared that. And Cammy, we're coming to a close of our time together. So I would ask you, um, what is like a, a last message that you would like to share with the audience? You know, what is it that uh, is important for them to know?
1: Oh, golly, so much. Um, I, you know, I, I think what's really important is, is you know, for women, number one, I'm a big believer in women supporting women. And I feel like, you know, anytime you have an opportunity to help another woman be successful, help another woman, you know, achieve their pers- her personal or professional goals. You know, um, I'm a, I'm, I love mentoring. I love mentoring, you know, young women in, in their professional careers, um, you know, mentoring women as a whole um, in, in, in the experiences that I've had and if it could help somebody learn, um, you know, from my failures, from my faults, um, from my successes, um, from my ability to be transparent and authentic. I think that, you know, that's that's a great thing, you know, again, you know, help mentoring. And also too, if you're in a position in leadership and you can sponsor a young woman in her career growth to, you know, I, I can promise you, you're going to get more, more from that than you, than maybe she thinks she's going to get um, because you get to watch somebody else grow. And again, you know, I have an affinity towards women, but certainly, you know, right now I'm, I'm mentoring and sponsoring a a young gentleman here at the bank and watching his growth and seeing how he is, you know, um, taking in that information and applying it and how I see that it's working for him. I, I'm just thrilled. And so I would just say, you know, if you have that opportunity, um, you're going to get more, more blessings because of that. Um, and you're going to get so much more fulfillment out of that and watching that person you know, um, grow and develop. So I I just say, you know, when you can, please do. Um, And then get back in your community. You know, um, we all can, you know, having a compassionate heart is a good thing. I think that, you know, we need to be um, better humans um, in this world, especially after COVID. Yeah, I just feel like if we could just be a little bit more compassionate and understand that everybody, everybody has has a story and everybody has trials um, and triumphs and it's not a win-lose situation. Um, you know, we can all do this together and, you know, just to be, you know, more kind and compassionate because I think the world needs world that right now.
0: I absolutely agree with that. And Cammy, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, mm-hmm. for being here on the podcast with us, mm-hmm. for sharing all of these insights um, with the listeners. It's just been terrific. So everyone, thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. Cammy, thank you for being here today. Thank you. And such a until pleasure. Oh, yes. Such a pleasure. And we'll be doing it again. So until the next time here is wishing all of you the clarity that you deserve. Have a really great day and bye bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.